Hello and welcome back to the Daily Study of the Way of Mastery. I'm Jason Amoroso, your guide and friend. And today we continue with Lesson 10, The Way is Easy and Without Effort. And we are starting Section 3, Commit to Awakening to the Peace Already Within You. Yes, the peace is already within you. Now, the way that we live our lives is we look outside to the job, to the money, to the relationship, to things working out the way we want them to and the timing we want them to. And then we're like, OK, I can relax. I can feel at peace. And and invariably, when, when things in the world uh, aren't perfect in the way that we think they should be, our peace is disturbed. We're upset and we're constantly seeking relief from our upset. And so many people are living in anxiety and fear and upset and looking outside for things to change, not and even themselves to change, right? Because when we stop looking outside, then we blame ourselves and we judge ourselves. And peace, a peace that passeth all understanding of the world, because my kingdom is not of this world. So you're never going to find peace and true lasting joy and love in the things of the world because they already exist within you. We're looking in all the looking for love in all the wrong places. So here we go. We're diving into this section. Jeshua says, as you cultivate that practice, and he's talking about relinquishing the world. So he's continuing from the previous section of letting go of the world. As you cultivate that practice, you will find that the peace that is already within you, that you have touched a thousand times in a million different ways, begins to grow more constant. Like the rays of the sun beginning to filter through the fog that has settled into the mountain valley, obscuring the clarity of all things. Your peace descends gently, like a dove, descending, as some would say, through the crown of the head, down through the brain mind, and down even to the heart, the abdomen, and through the cells of the body while the body lasts. What a beautiful paragraph. So this is a, let's, let's, let's look at this now. This is a practice. We treat our life like it's the, like it's the freaking game seven of the championship where everything's on the line. When in reality, nothing is on the line. In truth, nothing is on the line. We are eternal. Yes, you're going to leave this body. Yes, your human experience is going to be done with. But take a bigger view. So much of this is about taking a macro view of your life and your your isness, your consciousness, what you are. If you knew that you've lived, let's just say, a thousand lives, a thousand lifetimes in a human body on Earth over, I don't know, however many years, And let's just say, if you knew you would live a thousand more, would you take this one? Like you knew it, not just, oh, this is a thought exercise, but like in your, like, you know it, like you're going to wake, you know, you kind of know, even though if you might not wake up tomorrow, like, oh, I know it's just how it is. I have another day. You're like, oh, I have another life. I have another thousand lives. Would you take this one so seriously? Or would you be like, it's like playing the video game, The Sims, Right. And in The Sims, it's a computer game or you basically get to it's called The Sims because you're simulating a person. You decide what they look like. You decide where they live. You decide what their job is like. It's a fake life. But it's through a computer. And so you can you know, make all kinds of choices. And then if you don't like it or you get bored of it, you start again. 
if you knew that that's what this was like and you hated your nine to five job, you hated it. It was soul crushing. Would you stay there for the rest of the video game? Be like, oh, this is so boring. Or would you blow up your nine to five job and start something else? The problem is we don't trust ourselves. We don't trust life. And we we don't think that we can we have the resources and the support of life to make that change. We're so afraid of the unknown. We're so afraid of being homeless or being poor or being laughed at or being rejected or failing that we don't we don't do it. But what if we weren't afraid? What if it wasn't so seemingly so life or death? We just start over. We just make a different choice. We just do the next thing. We wouldn't judge ourselves. We wouldn't be comparing ourselves. Oh my God, I'm 40 years old and I'm, I've only done this with my life. Or I'm 40 years old. I can't, I can't start over again. I can't start a new career and start from scratch. Those are our, we are making up those limitations. We're making up those rules. So it's a, but when you start to see life, the whole point of this is when you start to see life as a practice and it's all practice, it's all practice. That's what we're doing. We're just practicing. We have lots of opportunities every day to practice forgiveness, to practice love, to practice being nice to ourselves, to practice encouraging ourselves, to practice seeing the God in every person that we meet. Like Gandhi said, if you don't see God in the next person you meet, don't waste your time looking for God in anywhere else. The same could be true for you. If you don't see God in yourself, don't even bother trying to see God in someone else. It's a practice. It makes me think of that great Alan Watts. Go to YouTube and type in Alan Watts uh, South Park Life and Music. If you type in those words, and I'll try and post it somewhere, it's one of my favorite videos. It's two minutes long. It's animated by the South Park guys, but it's Alan Watts audio. And he's talking about... In music, like in life, the end is not the end all. You don't go to a concert to hear the the cymbal that crashes at the end of an orchestral concert. You don't go there just to hear the end and then you're done. No, you want the journey. You want the journey along the way. It's not about the end. It's about the journey. That's why we love stories and movies and the hero's journey. We know that the good guy's going to win at the end. We don't go to the movies for that. We go to see the journey, the evolution, the character development of how the hero steps into his power, how the character changes. We don't want to just see the end. We want to see the whole process because it's all process. It's all practice. See your life as practice. Don't take it so literally life and death. Even the big things, they're just practice. It's like a test. In school, not a test to judge if you're doing it right or doing it wrong if you're a good student. No, it's just, are you like, here's more practice. Are you understanding? I'm not really understanding. Well, here's more practice. I'm not understanding forgiveness so much. Well, here's more people that are going to trigger you. Here's more things that are going to seem that are injustice to you. You're going to have more practice to forgive. And life just keeps giving it to you. And, and, And sometimes it gets louder and louder. Oh, man, this is an unforgivable act now. Well, this is more practice. So as you cultivate the practice and how do you cultivate practice? You you show up. You do it. You practice. You grow into it. If you fail, if you're starting a streak of forgiveness every day and you forget, you don't judge yourself. You just get back on the horse. You just start doing it again. It's it's a commitment. 
It's a discipline. And as you cultivate the practice of relinquishing your attachments to the world, you will find that the peace that is already within you, it's not out there, there is peace within you right now. Even if even if it does not feel like it, it's in there. The only reason you're not experiencing it is your own thinking. Your thinking about things is creating disturbance within you. It's your, it's your judgments, your thoughts about something that create your experience. All events are neutral, but you're giving meaning, you're creating the experience that you're having. You could easily create an experience of peace if you were willing to give up your need to be right. If you would give up your fear. And it's okay if you're afraid. Just see that you're afraid. Acknowledge that you're afraid. Feel the fear. Let it pass through you. And breathe. And ask for peace and say, I am peace. I am at peace here. My brain does not, my brain feels so threatened here. My brain doesn't feel safe. My body doesn't feel safe. But I'm going to breathe deep and slow. Not a big, (gasps) no, slow and deep. I'm going to rest. I'm going to let my body feel peace. I'm going to choose peace. A game I like to play is imagine If you close your eyes in meditation and you start to slow your breath and just feel your breathing, feel your body. And when you can get to a place of stillness, imagine what you think the most peaceful person on the planet feels like. What do you think the most peaceful person on the planet feels like? Just pretend or imagine, oh man, they must feel so peaceful. Nothing bothers them. They're so grounded and centered They're so at peace. No matter what's happening in the world or in their world, they're at peace. There's a stillness. And as I start to imagine that, I start to feel that way. And then guess what? I'm starting to become the most peaceful person on the planet. And nothing out in my world has changed. I still have all the shit show of my life that's happening, but inside I'm feeling more at peace. And it doesn't matter if I've pretended to get there. What's real is how I'm feeling in this moment. The peace is already within you. We just create all of these conditions to then kind of activate it within our own experience. When you can, you can get, let, let go of all those conditions and choose to be at peace right now. You're safe. You can be at peace. You're going to live forever. You're eternal. You, you, you're truly lacking nothing. You can feel at peace. Life is always conspiring, breathing with. That what, that's what conspire means, to breathe with. Life is always conspiring for you and with you. And your soul is so much more powerful than you think that you are. You're okay. You're okay. As Yeshua says, we've touched this place a thousand times in a million different ways. And as you practice returning to this place and cultivating this, relinquishing the world and your attachment to the world and what you think it should look like in the timing you want it to and what that all those things mean about you, as you start to relinquish and let those things go, the peace begins to grow more constant. It's consistent. It grows within you. And as you experience it, you're like, oh, I like this so much more than how I've been living my life in anxiety and fear. I want more of this. The more I can taste it and the more I realize that it's within me and what I'm doing is cultivating and growing it, that's empowering. It's not random. I want to do this more and more and more and more. 
because it feels so good. It's such a relief. And maybe a part of our brain and our body chemistry is addicted to cortisol and uh, all these, you know, stress hormones. And, and the body's going to do what it's going to do so we can see that with neutrality and bring ourselves back to the choice for peace and retrain the physical body to enjoy peace, to take a break, to know that you're safe. And it's like the rays of the sun. You've seen the fog when the sun starts to come through and it dissolves the fog. It dissolves the fog. And the fog is the ego. It's the tiny mad idea of separation. It's all the fear and the lack in your consciousness that's being dissolved by the peace. And that exercise that I just gave you can help you get to that place. Imagine what the most peaceful person feels like. And you might be like, well, they're peaceful because they don't have any upsets in their world. There's nothing bad happening to them. They're not, I don't know, they're not at mercy. They're not at the threat of losing their job or they don't have someone sick in their life. No, that's a human experience. Everyone has that. Everyone has something going on in their world that's not, quote unquote, perfect or smooth or easy. Everyone has something in their world that's uncomfortable. It's the nature of the human experience is why we came here. We came here to practice and be peace and be love amidst all those things happening outside. What we, what the ego created in error, which is separation, and the world is a symbol of separation, everything. The body is the symbol of separation. My body's separate from yours. What the, what the ego created in error instantaneously, without it really having any true effect, the Holy Spirit's repurposed. And now it's a school for awakening. And Jeshua says this peace, your peace, it's yours, descends gently, gently, like a dove descending, as some would say, through the crown of the head, your crown chakra. The chakra is just an energy center and we are made of energy. We know that. So this isn't, you know, well, if you're listening to this book, you're OK with spiritual terms like chakra and energy. So the energy descends down through the crown of your head, down through the brain mind, your thinking, fearful, analytical brain mind, peace, and down even to the heart, the abdomen, throughout the cells of the body, while the body lasts, while the body is in a physical form, peace is washing through you. And you can access it. You can grow it. If you don't feel super peaceful, keep practicing. It's okay. Practice being gentle with yourself. Jeshua says, gently relinquishing the world rests on your decision to choose to teach only love because you have realized that when you do not, the effect that you know immediately is painful, conflicted, unfulfilling, and that that is what you no longer want. So giving up the world, what we think the world can give us, it's all on it's all dependent on you which is the good news like this is the good news this is so empowering it's not dependent on the government your parents uh jesus saints sages aliens pleiadians it's dependent on you relinquishing the world is your gift to yourself it's your decision it's a choice to choose to teach only love Because you realize when you're not 
teaching love, meaning being love, you suffer. That's just, we all know that. We're not, don't bullshit yourself. When you're not with your heart open, your heart is closed and you're suffering. That's everyone and every anyone that's in a body. The effect that you know immediately is painful, conflicted, unfulfilling. When you judge someone, you don't feel good inside. You know that. You can't deny that. And you don't want that anymore. You want peace. You want love. You want expansion. You want to know that you are that you are safe, that you are creative, that you are empowered. So here's an exercise that you can do. We're going to end on this. It's only been two short paragraphs, but here's an exercise. This is kind of a challenge in a way. If you want to do like a week challenge or a two-week challenge where you see if you can do it every day, challenge yourself in a loving way. See if you can be disciplined and accountable to yourself. And this is the kind of stuff we're doing in the Living the Way of Mastery as a group. It's community. It's accountability. It's support. Is every morning, write down today, I choose to teach only love. And when we say teach, it doesn't mean you're saying and spouting out theory and philosophy and talking about love. No, teaching is being. It's demonstrating. It's being love. In whatever way love wants to express itself through you in that moment. And if you don't know, just ask. Love, what what does it look like to be love here? Write this down every morning. Today, I choose to teach only love. Write it down 10 times, five times. And then at the end of the day, go back and document where, where did I, where did I do this? Where was I very conscious that I was being the presence of love and I'm proud of myself because normally this would be challenging for me to be loving when somebody cut me off in the car or the food, the door dash was 25 minutes late. And I, in the past, I would have been so angry and justified, but this time I was just being patient and loving and sending the, the delivery person love and kindness, right? It's these little examples that are spirituality in practice. It's these everyday examples. They don't have to always involve a car and driving, but (laughs) today I choose to teach only love. So document, start to document your wins. And also look, hey, I realize that at work, my colleague made a little snide comment and kind of a jet took a jab at me and I got triggered and I got angry and I, and I stayed angry for the rest of the day. But now I'm seeing that and I'm going to bring love to myself, to the part of me that is feeling insecure and, and, and kind of wounded and less than that got affected by that jab. And I'm going to bring love to myself. I'm going to love myself and I'm going to send love to my colleague because clearly anyone who's taking a jab at someone else is also hurting. That's just another call for love. So I'm going to do that. Do that for a week or two weeks if you can. And watch what happens. This is all about raising awareness inside of you. Having a commitment, being disciplined, loving yourself to do this every single day. And notice When you're not teaching love, journal about this too, where you didn't teach love, where you didn't demonstrate and be love. And there's no, don't judge yourself for that. Don't judge yourself for judging yourself. Just notice how you felt. I felt very suffering, very painful. I felt victimized. I didn't feel good in this situation. And then bring love to yourself. That's it. Do that exercise with commitment, with conviction, because you want to feel at peace because you want to be the presence of love and watch what happens. And there's, you're going to have hundreds of opportunities throughout your day, if not thousands, 
to choose love, to ask, what does love look like here? How, how would love respond to a colleague who's poking and prodding me, clearly trying to get a reaction from me? How would love respond to my teenager who's got the door closed for eight hours a day and doesn't want anything to do with me? How would love respond here? And then be that. And maybe it's do nothing. Maybe the action in that case is don't do anything. Just send your teenager love. They're right where they need to be. They're not off track. They're doing what teenagers do. And they have their own soul path. And this is part of your relationship. Love yourself. I'm not, you know, if, you, if I'm judging myself for I'm doing something wrong as a parent, if my teenager is doing X, Y, Z, love myself. All right, this is it. Love you guys. A little blast today, even though 20 minutes for you may not be a blast. It's a blast meaning quick and short. It feels short to me, but it's good. This is where we need to stop today because it's about, it's not about getting through it all. It's about applying in your daily life. It's about the doing of it, the being of it. And this exercise is going to be awesome for you guys. I love you so much. Have an amazing day. Like, subscribe, share with someone, share these things with someone if it inspires you or if they pop into your brain when you're listening. And if you want to say hello, send me an email, hello at revelationbreathwork.com. Love you guys. See you tomorrow.